Hello, you're listening to the Manifested Cis Podcast, a safe space for women of color to heal, get aligned, and learn all things spirituality, manifesting, self-care, and personal development. I'm your host, Danny Faust. I'm a psychic intuitive, energy healer, and life coach that helps you shift your energy to manifest your dopest life with more ease and grace. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Remember me? Hi, it's me, Danny. I've missed you. I'm sorry I left you without a dope beat to step to. But cha, 2021 has been a beast. I hope it has not been a beast for you guys. And I appreciate all the DMs, the emails, and the messages asking where the hell the podcast was. <laughs> Some of you were sweeter than others. And I appreciate everyone who reached out. And I appreciate everyone who is still listening to the podcast during the hiatus. I appreciate you so much. I am going to have um, a one-on-one kind of just me talking to you kind of episode next week. But I figured I would bring back the podcast with a bright, sunshiny dose of positivity. So I invited um, a wonderful woman that you guys are going to fall in love with. This girl dropped so many love bombs and like well-said mic drop things in this episode. You're going to love her. Her name is Terry Huggins. She is a nationally published uh, journalist. She's also a freelance writer. I think she's also a poet. She's been published everywhere. I've known her for years and why I wanted her on the podcast was because she's just such a natural bright light and she is one of the people who naturally manifests and embodies manifestation it's just a part of how she is because she just lives a high vibe lifestyle and she does a very intentional style of high vibed parenting which we also touch on today in this episode so I wanted to just come back with a blast of giggly happy bright sunshiny good vibes for you guys and next week I will be doing a Q&A type episode with some of the questions that you guys have sent over the past months and um, yeah so before we hop in to talk to Terry I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by me and the Lifestyle Redesign Lounge on Facebook come join us we have a lot of fun over there and we get our minds right we're working on our manifesting it's a dope community If you're not dope, I'm sorry you can't sit with us. But if you are and have good vibes, then come on with it. It's called the Lifestyle Redesign Lounge on Facebook. Love to have you. Come on over. And don't forget, you can always hop into my DMs on Instagram at the Danny Faust. And I can give you the link there. Check the show notes for all the links that I just mentioned, as well as everything that Terry discusses today on the episode. Let's get into it. We are here with Miss Terry Huggins. Hi, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Danny, I'm so excited. I feel like I've known you for how long now and never Ever? really met? <laughs> I know. The internet, man, it makes the world so small. Like, we just, everyone's connected, and then you forget. Like, I forget that I haven't seen you in real life. 
Right, right. You know, I tell my husband all the time, like I do all these phone calls. I'm like, you know, my girl from the internet. And he's like, so you never met her before? I'm like, no, not, not really. But I feel like I have. <laughs> What's real life anyway? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, our entire life, life has been on Zoom for the last year anyway. So I know. How are you handling that? You know, it's been interesting. I It's been rough sometimes. Like, I'll be honest, it hasn't always been easy. But one thing that I've tried to do is, is be intentional. I'm big on affirmations. I'm big on taking time for myself. I always tell myself if I can just find 20 minutes for myself a day just for myself, then I'm good. Ooh. All I need is 20 minutes. And what do you do I, in that 20 minutes? Ideally, I'm reading a book or a magazine, or I'm stretching, or pole dancing, or mm. so, something for myself, or I love my sheet masks. I'm big on sheet masks, just laying out with my sheet masks, soaking it all in, you know, keeping my youth all about that. And then I love my wine. I, I like to drink everything in a wine glass. Um, even water? Even water, yes. If you've yeah. ever seen my Instagram stories, I actually had um in the morning, I, I like to say that I start my day off with sparkle. My it's, it's my intentional thing. Start every day with a little bit of sparkle. I love uh, it. So I drink my sparkling water and a champagne flute in the morning. And it, it just, it makes the day so much brighter for me, honestly. Just that little thing. It's like you start on the right foot. That is beautiful. And it's like, how can you have a bad day when you're starting with sparkle? I mean, come on. Exactly. Like sometimes in my stories, I'm like, have you had your sparkle yet today? Like always start the day with a little bit of sparkle. I love your stories. Every day I get the affirmation or today, do you call them affirmation or mantras? But in the morning, I just, when I swipe over to you, I know I'm going to get something positive and it just makes me feel really good. Yeah. You know, I call them, um, I guess I go between both actually affirmations and mantras, depending on what I'm saying. And it, but I, it's something that I feel really strongly about. My mom always told me that positive thoughts yield a positive life and it's stuck. Like she drilled that into my head at a young age and I, I just kept going with it. I like that. Good job, mom. Right, right. The best is when I start telling her the things that she taught me. <laughs> I don't like that. You know, she, she's not happy. Like that. <laughs> she's like, wait, she's hold not <laughs> You guys, you have to follow Terrific Words at on Instagram so that you can get your dose of positivity in the morning. And it, actually, dose of positivity all day long. Like, I don't think you ever post anything that doesn't feel like light and uplifting. So Yeah, you know, I try to be really light. You know, every now and then, you know, I post my regular, you know, Black Lives Matter, all boys should be treated well, and good boy, or boys, damn, what is it that I say? <laughs> Hold on, scratch, scratch that. What is it? Oh, no, not boys will be boys. Boys will be good people. Yes. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, every now and then I do put that because I think it's important. But for the most part, I like to be light and lifted because we need that. And sometimes social media gets so heavy. Mm. So, so heavy. And I want to be a little bit of sunshine at everybody's day. You are. You are a ray of sunshine. And I think people are going to get your good vibes just through this podcast. So you are a mom of boys. I. How are you putting this ray of sunshine out to them? Are you teaching them the same affirmation stuff your mom taught you? Or are you oh, expanding yes. on it? 
I definitely am. I do it in so many ways. One, definitely affirmations. Before my son leaves for school every morning, I always tell him, like, you are a good boy. You are a smart boy. You are a talented boy. You have endless potential and you can change the world. And I mean, he just turned five last week. So who knows how much of this he's actually understanding. However, you know, you hear that stuff enough, you believe it and you see it within yourself. And it's so important, especially being a mom to a black boy, the world is out to tell them that they're everything but, you know, Mm. rays of sunshine and potential. So it is my job to make sure that they know that they have that at them. I love it. How does he respond to it? I mean, he's fine. He's probably beaming like, mommy loves me. So, you know, I'm actually not sure. My my son does have some speech delays and some developmental delays. So I'm honestly not, he does repeat it back sometimes. <laughs> so I, I honestly have no idea how much he's absorbing, but I do believe that he is so much smarter than he lets on. And he's just not saying anything because he does not want to say anything yet. <laughs> he's like, he's like, when I have something to say, mom, I will let you know. That's what I feel. <laughs> Uh, but some days he does repeat it back to me and it makes my heart so happy. And, you know, with his delays, I think it's even more important that I say, you don't see black children with, with any develop, developmental delays. You don't see, you know, other than Amanda Gorman, how often do we hear anybody with, you know, a speech impediment or whatever disability or, you know, something that could possibly hinder them so-called <laughs> and, and see them thriving. So that alone is even more reason for me to drill that into my boy's heads. And even my my one-year-old, he'll be two next month, but I tell him too, who knows what he's listening to. Most of the time he's in his mind phase now. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think he really gets it. Although I'd be like, yes, baby, the world is yours, mine. (laughs) Yes, abundance is mine. Power is mine. Strength is mine. Yes, baby. (laughs) Yes, what he gets because he's only one, who knows? But that is how I try to drill it into my boys because it's so important. Other than the mantras, I try to be really conscious about how I carry myself around them as well as how I speak to them. You know, when my son does something great, I, in addition to saying, I'm so proud of you, I also say, I hope you're proud of yourself because I want them to recognize that that satisfaction, that good feeling that could come from within. You don't need anybody else to acknowledge that. Now, trust mommy is always going to acknowledge it, but (laughs) you don't need me to acknowledge it to know that you are great. I love that. I just started asking my son, he's nine. I just started asking him when he's done something amazing, are you proud of yourself? And he's so hard on himself. Like if he draws a penguin and it's just not perfect, he's like, ah, and it's like ripping it up or crumpling it up. And I'm like, this is amazing. I take it from him. I stretch stretch it out. And I asked him like, are you proud of yourself? And when we started this process, because it's been for a few months now, I've been asking him, are you proud of yourself? And he's been like, I guess, I don't know. And now he's like, yep, I am. Yes, I am proud of myself. So I, I feel like you're both of your sons, it's sticking just keep with it, you know, and you know, it's something sinking in because yeah. if hard-headed Rowan can have it sinking, <laughs> it really well. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Cause I can tell you my second is definitely the hard-headed one. I can, yeah. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell. I, he, my oldest is so cuddly and so lovable. I mean, they're both very lovable, but my oldest, there's something just so squishy and like, oh, I just want to kiss you. My youngest, as lovable as he is, he is not a cuddler at all. He, he will just beat you. <laughs> <laughs> he will climb on your head. My oldest will try to hug mommy's head. My, my youngest will climb on my head, sit on my head. 
<laughs> they are two complete opposites. So it's that's his way of saying, "Mommy, you're my foundation. I'll just climb on your you head." I take your it. support. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I, I'll take that. I like it. That is <laughs> reframe anything, girl. <laughs> yes, definitely reframe it all, and that has really been the key to getting me through the pandemic. Yeah. You know, I was mentioning in the early parts of the pandemic when everything shut down and every meeting was online and it, I couldn't keep track of it. I remember I kept missing virtual meetings with my son's uh, teacher and I was beating myself up over it. And I remember mm -hmm. saying to myself, I'm failing as a mother because I took it so hard. And my husband said, like, would you stop saying that? Like, just because you made a mistake does not mean you failed as a mother. And he really got mad at me. And... <laughs> I'm actually happy he did because I didn't realize how much I said it. The next week or so, I've been really, I, I became really intentional about saying, even on my worst days, I am still an amazing mother. And mm. when I tell you that every day just flipped after that, things just, everything just fell into place. And it was, it was just reaffirming one, what my mother always told me. Those positive thoughts lead to a positive life. Once I told myself that I am a good mother, even on my worst days, everything just fell into place. I, I mean, it, it was just a, a whole different world. I, I can't even describe to you like just the change. How um, long did it take? Like what was the, what was the time frame there? When I started saying yeah. it? And started noticing the shift. Honestly, it was almost immediately to oh, be quite that. honest. It may be like the first two days That's I noticed this shift. shift. Yeah, yeah, the energy shift is real. It is real, but it changed everything. And it also helped me realize that what I can do for others is that that's not what my worth is dependent on. And I think as a mm. mother, we sit there and we identify what we're doing for our kids, how we're caring for our spouse. Are we putting them in this class? Are we doing this? Are we that? And everything we measure is based on what we're doing for everybody else. And that is not your worth at all. Yeah. Your worth is not determined on what you are doing for other people. At, at all, at all. That's just an added benefit, but that is not the essence of who you are. There is so much more to you than what you do for other people. And it's so hard to break out of that when you're a mom. And even if you're not a mom, people get their identity so wrapped up in their jobs and their volunteer work or, you know, whatever. And that's great. If you love your job, that is great. If you love being a mother, fabulous. But you also have to recognize that that's not all of who you are. That is not, that is not how your worth is based. Yes. Okay. If she had a mic, that's where it would drop. Okay. Cause that was amazing. I'm here just like, yes, yes. Ladies, are you hearing her? I think also as women, as black women, there's like this um, thing of how much we can endure. And we're just like, how much we give is like determines our worthiness and how much we put up with. And it's just like, nah, man, <laughs> I want to put my heart chakra and like turn the arrows back on myself and just like fill yes. myself up with love. And then y'all, I love you, but you come second. Sorry, even you kids, you know? Yes, yes. And that's horrible. Like society doesn't want us to feel that way. You know, because I feel like we're demonized for choosing ourselves. Like they made self-care a bad word. Like, made, why is that innovation now? Like, why is self-care innovation in 2021? 
Well, you know why? Because we were raised our whole life to work yourself to the bone. We were taught that basically you get a medal for having the most struggle. We were taught that we do the nine to five and not take a break because why? We thought that our value was based on what we were giving our employers. So we can't take a break because in our values, they're, they're just messed up. We don't have any words. So yeah, now that's why self-care is this huge thing because we were taught bad principles. They left a horrible impression on us. And that is, this is how it manifests. We, we finally changed the ways. Like I made this Twitter comment a couple of days ago that I am so grateful for the entitled millennials, so-called titled millennials, because they are the ones that showed us that a living wage is a right, not a privilege, that the hustle is not something that we need to go after and glorify. And that finding peace and balance is what we are owed and deserve. But, you know, we were called entitled for that. Now they're all trying to see the light. Yes. I never really connected it to the millennials. Oh, boy. I never really connected it to the millennials. And I am an elder millennial because I'm an 81 baby. <laughs> so You're still a millennial. You can't. You can't. You can't. Hey, I'm claiming it. But I never really connected it to, to that, that generation, but it's so true. And everyone just looking down like, oh, they don't want to work. Yeah, we want to nap because we are working at something we love and are passionate about. And we should rest and yes. soothe and fulfill ourselves and then work again. Like, I don't think anyone's like, I don't want to work, period. Exactly. And that. not only that, we want to work and actually make a decent wage. Yes. I mean, they want to act like we want like gold encrusted <laughs> toilets <laughs> to sit our ass on. Like, no, we just want to have a wage that we could live and, you know, maybe go to Wendy's every now and then, maybe get a nice <laughs> meal at, at, at Chris, Chris Steakhouse. Like, no, I don't Maybe some health benefits. I don't know. Maybe health benefits, <laughs> you know, but that made us entitled. Yeah. Wanting to have vacation time made us entitled. Wanting to be able to pay the bills made us entitled. And we we're like, no, that's not how it's going to go here. The millennials roll up. And we're like, nope. <laughs> I think it's a new a new era. Like this, this, this whole, I think a lot of people came here more awakened. Came to earth, I mean, more awakened. I feel like for my parents' generation, they're starting to kind of break the, like break through and wipe the dust from their eyes and see like, wait, there's more to this. I was sold a raw bill of goods saying I got to work till I'm 65 and now I can start yes. enjoying myself. Like, wait a second. Maybe these kids aren't crazy hippies. Maybe they know what they're talking about. But I think a lot of people are just becoming more awakened. And I feel like 2020 forced a lot of people to awaken. Exactly. Look, I just got to say, we got to give it up for the entitled millennials for showing yeah. them the light. And yeah. I can say that I'm proud of the so-called entitled millennials. Yes, because <laughs> I knew back then, I'm like, this ain't for, that, that this ain't it. This, yeah. that life is not for me. Yeah. So, yeah. But, and as you bring up your parents, one thing, you know, circling back to parenting and motherhood, one thing that has definitely made it easier for me as a mother and looking at my parents again is recognizing that they were in a society in which mental health was not talked about. They didn't have the access to things that we do now. And it helped me forgive my parents. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a great relationship with my parents, but I think there are 
we all have things are like, why the hell did my mother do that? I wish it, you know, we all have those things. But when I put it into perspective, I'm like, you know, my parents did it all without that support. When it was, you had to keep it on the hush hush that you were stressed or you know, whatever it was that you were going through. And the other part is recognizing the beauty that I saw my parents grow up. And we don't think about it like that. We literally watched our parents grow up. And when you flip the script like that, it's easier to give them a bit more grace. Absolutely. Listen, uh, oh my God, so many things to say to that. But one, okay, I talk about San and Donnie. Those are my parents. I talk about them on Instagram and on my blog. The way they were raised in such a tight box with the fear of judgment by society at large, by the white majority, (laughs) by everyone that that colored how they had to parent and how what they felt was best and what was safe and you know through therapy I was able to be like okay I see you I see you San I see you Donnie I love you I forgive you not that they were horrible they're great parents I never right, wanted for anything right. but you know parenting what good parenting looked like is certainly miles away from what it might look like now and good is subjective but I think it's a lot more open the parameters are a lot more open and free now than they were when maybe and I say all that to say that when I look at my parents now I can recognize where they were and yes we grew up my mom had me at 21 are you kidding wow when I was barely sober, I couldn't imagine having Rowan or Kaya. I would be like, Woof. anyway, but yeah, we, we watched them grow up. And I feel like when I do the healing kind of work with my clients and we do kind of the regressing and taking them back to their youth to figure out their pain points and what, what started the, the wound so that they can heal it now. We always, I always tell them to view their parents as a five-year-old or a four-year-old version of their parents so that they're able to more easily give them grace because that's really who was parenting you. Mm-hmm. That wounded five-year-old was just like playing as an adult, parenting a child. Like kudos to you for making it through that mom and dad. Right, right. And as adults, we can look at them as their five-year-old wounded self. And then we can just be so much more gentle in how we interact with them and easily forgive the trauma that they inflicted on us inadvertently. It's, it, once you put it in that perspective, it makes it so much easier. It's like a weight is lifted off your shoulders. And I'm assuming with your parents as well, like my parents, you know, coming from another country, not only were they in that bubble in the 80s when some things just weren't talked about they were trying to figure out life in a whole new country they were still trying to find their identity you know in corporate american culture while still holding on to their trinidadian culture while raising a family and figuring it all while their family was still in trinidad like i i can't even imagine i could not imagine and just putting in that perspective recognizing that i watched my parents grow up how lucky am i that i watched them grow up And you see the transformation to seeing how they are with my kids now. It's like, it's just beautiful to watch. I'm jealous. Right? I am jealous. (laughs) I'm like, San, how are you letting him eat that? He didn't have his dinner yet. Oh, Dan. Meanwhile, it was like, don't even drink water until you're finished all your food. Oh my gosh. Dying. Man, these kids are spoiled and so lucky. Spoiled. Look, when I was a kid, there was no McDonald's money. Okay, when oh. my kids, when my kids McDonald's get dropped who? off, McDonald's. My parents were like, all right, let me go get them a Happy Meal real quick. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, 
mom. <laughs> These kids, I mean, multiple birthday parties. It was just like, what do you want? Here's your one gift. My son has a pool party. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Y'all yes. are, thank you. Just thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I don't yes. know where you were when I was a kid, but I'm glad you're here now. <laughs> I guess their transformation is now complete. <laughs> <laughs> the final form, grandparents. <laughs> yes, yes. But you're just recognizing that they're human has, has helped me parent through you know, those unintentional wounds and recognizing that my kids are human also. And it sounds, it sounds silly, but really, I think we forget, you know, I try to put in perspective, like it may seem trivial to us, but sometimes those things that your kids are in, like that is their world. And we have to understand that. Oh, like, sure. The blocks may have knocked down and you're, and you're frustrated. Like, why is this kid throwing a fit? Because the blocks fell down. I'm like, you know what, to him, that's like if my my dining room table suddenly cracked in half because Lord knows I would be pissed if something happened <laughs> to my dining room table <laughs> or to my chair, you know? So I'm like, I, I put in perspective, I'm like, you know what? They are human and they're still learning how to handle those emotions. Mm-hmm. And when I put it in that perspective, it makes parenting so much easier. It makes it easier for me to maintain peace so I can give them peace as they figure out those emotions. That's beautiful. And the more you honor them now with what may be trivial to an adult, the more they learn to honor that stuff as well. And then they learn to take mommy's response as their own. So, okay, mommy's calm and calming me down when the blocks fall. So I can, I'm allowed to be calm when the blocks fall and then just rebuild it. You start to become their internal voice. So you're teaching them, so you're doing the affirmation stuff with them and kind of teaching them that Mm. inner lingo and like how to you know, affirm themselves, but then now you're also teaching them how to kind of self-soothe when things go wrong. It's like, how can these kids not manifest their dopest life when they have these really amazing lessons from so early? Exactly. And, you know, I love my manifestations like that. I I'm like, I didn't, I was manifesting before I knew I was manifesting. Like, well, you're an Oracle. You write like this woman is a published. I mean, I told you guys this in the bio, but she has been published everywhere. She's written everything always. So she's definitely been a scribe and an Oracle before she recognized those terms. I think. I guess so. You know, it was hard for me to claim. I, you know, I mentioned it on Instagram like a couple weeks ago. I have been in the journalism business for what, 12 years now, 10, 12 oh years. And I always called myself a freelance writer, which there's nothing wrong with it, and a journalist, you know, freelance writer, journalist. And in trying to grow my business and, you know, just expand, I was speaking to people bigger than me, so called bigger than me, and realized that I knew more than them. So I'm like, why the hell am I not claiming it? And let me tell you, the moment that I changed my title, my email address to nationally published journalism or journalist, the opportunities came rolling in. Okay. And I'm like, look, I just had to claim it. And it was, and you know, I know it. I think you always knew these things, but for some reason it's hard to put it into practice sometimes. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to claim it. I am Idris Elba's wife. Okay, here it comes. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, yes. Let's see what happens. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what happens. I love it. But like once I claimed it, so many things happened. Actually, I claimed it. And let me tell you, I finally became uh, verified on Twitter. And I'm like, look at that. Look at that. Look at God. Look, look at that universe. You claim it and, and the abundance just keeps coming in. Yes. You've shifted. You shifted yeah, into like I that shifted. version of you. And it's like, 
you get into the place of, of course, of course, I'm verified on Twitter. I'm a nationally recognized, whatever right? you said it was in your, in your signature, but of course, right? Yeah. And it, and it's not like anything changed because I've always been this way, but it just snapped in my head. Time out. A lot changed. Your energy changed. Yes, the whole yes. vibe you were putting out changed. You went from small to big. You went from hiding to taking up space. A lot changed energetically, girl. Don't you just you know count you're your right, power. You're right. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yes, I, I changed. I that mental shift was, yes. it, it changed everything. It really did. And it's crazy because, and actually, I don't, let's scratch that. I don't like to say crazy because it's uh, amazing. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. it's amazing because Honestly, I've been, you know, guiding people on how to get into the industry for years, you know, back before I even really knew what I was doing myself. I guess I, I ignorance is bliss a lot of times. You gave me tips way back in the day. Yes, I think so. Like, like 10 years ago. And I mean, and they were good tips, I, I'd like to think. They were, thank you. Very much appreciated. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting that you can do all this, all, all these amazing things and still have trouble seeing it within yourself. And mm. I think that... Also, partly why representation matters also. It makes it much easier for you to claim what you are and who yes. you are when you see somebody else up there ready to pull you up. Like, come on, girl, I'm here. Let's go. Let's yes. go. We got this. Yes. And even if you don't know that person in real life or digitally, you can still from afar look and get inspired. I don't know how many little boys now want to be a president because of Obama. I don't know how many little girls want to be you know, a newscaster because they see a brown or Latina face on their on their TV screen. So mm -hmm. it's like, it matters. And guess what? You are doing that for some random girl on Twitter right now. Yes. You know, and I have to remind myself of that. I always tell myself that your biggest fans are pretending they don't see you. Ooh. I like that. Yes. I never yeah. thought that. Yeah. Your, your biggest fans are pretending they don't notice you because let's be real. I've never been an influencer. I've never really been like, I use social media, but I've never been like a huge follower, you know, so, or someone who had a huge following. So, you know, sometimes I just put things out there and I'm like, it just goes out into a void and you know, those motivational quotes and stuff, but you know, I put them out every morning and like, there was a point in time when I just stopped, like, I don't know, I just wasn't really into it. And can you believe I got messages from people like, what happened to them? I liked them. And I'm like, oh my God, you actually noticed? Like, I thought my 30 story people, <laughs> the, the 30 people I read my story was it. I didn't know anybody noticed. And that's when it hit me, the people you are really touching, the people who really, who, who are really moved by you, they are pretending they don't notice you, but they definitely do notice when you're gone. You know what you just made me remember? I, oh my gosh. So, you know, on Instagram, how you can see who shared your, your post. Yeah. I would notice I get maybe a few hundred likes and then, but have a, a large following. And then I would get like the equal amount of shares or sometimes more shares. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're not liking, but you're sharing. So you're absolutely right. People exactly. are out there hiding, supporting you on the low. Exactly. Even know it. They are pretending they don't notice fans. you. And yeah. sometimes I think, I think sometimes people get shy. I think maybe it's embarrassing for them to say, yo, I love what you're doing. But I always say, look, mm. I know for myself, I absolutely love it when people say that they read my work. I got an email from somebody a couple of weeks ago. I wrote some article for Real Simple and somebody sent me an email just out of the blue, like, you know, I read your article and I really felt it. I loved it. And 
I can't tell you how good that made me feel because again, like you, you love what you do, you know, you're good at what you do, but sometimes you never know if you're really reaching someone at all. So I always encourage people like, look, if you know an artist, if you know a creative, if you know anybody that, and and you admire their work, let them know. You don't have to feel silly letting them know because I guarantee they will love you for it. You will likely make their day. Yes. Because I, I saved those things. You know, I wrote this one article. (gasps) Me too. Right. Because you need those. I have a little uh, book of like all my uplifting things. And then I also write motivational like quotes and I hide them around my home. And like, it's always nice when I stumble upon them. I like that. Yeah. So I, I save those things. It, 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 it really changes your world. And sometimes it takes that one small thing to change someone's world. And you don't realize it. You, you like sometimes I know sometimes you feel in, insignificant, you know, when you mm. see people doing these amazing things. Like I just started this nonprofit. I grew this business. I just fed all the homeless, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just solved world peace, world hunger, you know, <laughs> yeah, basically. And I think we forget that we are touching the lives of people every single day, every single day. And, you know, I it's something I touch upon in my newsletter. I have a monthly newsletter that I send out. And, you know, one of the things that I I mentioned in there was that there is a little boy or a little girl somewhere out there that had the best day of their lives today because they're wearing a favorite t-shirt that you sent them. There is somebody else who had the courage to apply for a job because you said you got it. There is somebody who is having the best day of their lives because you made their favorite meal. Never underestimate the impact you are making in someone else's life. It may seem insignificant to you, but you are changing worlds every day and have no idea. Oh my God, that is some perspective. You guys, are you hearing her? I mean, you're going to want to rewind this episode and listen again because she dropped so many bombs so far. I mean, think about your days. Think about all the things you do. Think about everyone you interact with. And how you can be making their days and just not even recognize it. It's it's true. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like there are definitely people that I've had random interactions with throughout my life. And I still remember them. Like they they made drops in advice. Actually, when I was engaged to my husband, I remember reading meeting some random woman on the train into New York. And we were talking about marriage and stuff. Never saw this woman again. But the stuff that she told me, I, I held on to that. And I will probably never see this woman again <laughs> because it was just some random chance encounter on NJ Transit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it makes you think, I'm like, did I ever say anybody like, and it just in passing that, you know, they held on to your words or, you know, whatever. And it also means another reason for us to be responsible in how we treat others, because we have mm-hmm. to remember at the same time, we are all fighting a battle that nobody knows about. So it goes both ways. Those little, little interactions could change someone's world for the better or worse. If, if at all possible, make sure you're changing it for the better. Even if you're just saying, hi, how you doing? Yes. And meaning it. A smile, even just eye contact. Yes, <laughs> Sometimes exactly. that's enough to just connect with someone for a moment, for that brief little moment. Because you can't see behind the mask these days anyway, but a little bit of eye contact with a squint so they know there's a smile back there. Yeah. And that's all you need to spread a little sunshine in this world. That's really all you need. And I call it leading with love. Oh my God. Are you serious? That's like my thing. Lead with love. Oh, yes. This is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. (laughs) It's like one of my mantras. Like I always say like the, the goal or the way to live life with no regrets is to 
give love, do what you love and lead with love. I like that. I tend to say it to John when he's about to get stressed out at the kids. I'm like, lead with love. <laughs> Don't scream at them. Lead with love. Yes. Oh my God. That's my thing. I, I actually think it may be in one of my bios, like lead with love. Like that's, that's Put it like, in there. Yes. That is Nationally my Nationally published author, a uh, writer that leads with love. <laughs> yes. It, it's my thing. And I feel like people get confused when you say lead with love. And I'm like, look, it does not mean that you have to be agreeable to everybody. Mm. It does not mean that you have to avoid confrontation. It doesn't mean you have to be a yes person. Sometimes the leading, the love that you lead with could be the love for yourself. Sometimes it could be choosing peace over, you know, going to a party that you didn't want to go to. Or, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be, oh, you know, a yes person. And I, I, I'm a people pleaser. That's not what leading with love means. It means doing it for the right reasons. Whatever you do, do not act out of anger. Don't act out of jealousy. Don't act out of hurt, pain, whatever. Lead from a love, a love for yourself, a love for others, whatever it is, lead with love. Because even if it does not go the way you intended, at least you know you did whatever it is you did for the right reasons. I see why you're a writer because you've got the words, girl. You've got, you've got <clears throat> terrific words. Yes. <laughs> no, that's so true. You know, sometimes the loving choice is, is telling a hard truth and you're still leading with love. It might not be received, you know, with love bombs back. It might be received with like a, oh, you know, a contemplation, but leading with love is paramount to all else because what's the alternative right yeah it, pretty <laughs> what's much the alternative? It, that's exactly how we we were able to get through life without regrets i think lead with love yeah love I is love the that. answer oh this is so warm and fuzzy i wish i was there i could hug you in real life girl I'm just i gonna know. Hug my computer. Oh. one day we'll meet in person one day yes it's happening it's happening one day so, now that you have dropped all of these bombs and amazing things for everyone to think about, is there anything that you want to leave listeners with? Is there a question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Is there something you want to share as a parting word? You know, one thing that, so this sort of ties into uh, my intentional, you know, thing that I do in the morning with drinking from a flute in the morning. <laughs> I like to toast at the end of every day, or let's say most days, because some days I forget it. Sometimes I get tired, but <laughs> most days That's real I like to toast to one good thing that happened that day. Sometimes it's just, you know, I had breakfast today, or sometimes it's something big for me that I trusted myself and went after a great opportunity, or I did not you know, wallow in grief after I made a mistake or, you know, it, it matters. But regardless, I like to toast at the end of most days to something good because my little thing is some days may be horrific, but there's always something that's terrific. And it's up to us to find the good in those opportunities because everything is cracked. That's how the light gets in. Ooh. So. I can't claim that. That's from some poem. I can't tell you. I, I know the poem, actually. <laughs> okay. That's Rumi. That's part of a Rumi quote. Yeah. yeah. The wound is where the light enters or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. tried to quote. I'm like, no, I can't get the credit for that. That was, that was somebody else. <laughs> Please credit the appropriate person. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Rumi. And when I do these toasts, I try to use one of my favorite wine glasses. The reason being is that 
we always wait for the perfect moment to use our favorite things. And really, you know, you need to take the moment and make it perfect. So, you know, there's this one wine glass that my husband bought me and it's engraved with our picture from our engagement and it has our wedding date. And he bought it for me like two years ago and I never used it. And he's like, when are you going to use it? I'm like, I don't know, maybe our next anniversary, maybe a 10 year anniversary. And I couldn't come up with the perfect day. And then one day in the middle of pandemic, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use it today. And he was like, well, why are you using it? I'm like, because it's today and why not? It's a good day. Like we can sit here and wait for these perfect moments, but we can't let that make us miss the moment so we could celebrate now and enjoy all those moments now. So make a toast every night if possible and use your favorite things. Get dressed up, put on your favorite red lipstick. You don't need to wait to go out to put on your lipstick or you know get your hair done. Like do it now, make that toast, raise a glass to you because you are worth it and you are shining. Yes, yes, yes. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Take this moment and make it perfect. I like exactly. that. That is beautiful. It's gratitude. It's seizing the day. It's owning the energy that you're stepping into the room with. I just, I love it. Yes, yes. And and, and it allows you to remind yourself of how fabulous you are because it's easy to fall off that. And let me go back and say, I'm all about positivity, but let's not get into this toxic positivity because we are allowed to have a bad day. Just because you could be pissed today. You can hate the world today. You can, and that is okay. But you want to make sure you don't hold on to that forever. You are allowed to feel whatever it is that you want to feel. Don't let anybody tell you that you're a negative person because you had a bad day and that all the motivational quotes you put online are fake because today you were pissed and cursed out the wrong person. Like, look, I'm a human. (laughs) I I can have a bad day. I can still be a positive person and have a bad day. So let's not go into that toxic positivity. So remind yourself that you're amazing. Have that toast. Write yourself a little note. Hide it in your home like I do. Because when you find them notes, it, it changes your world. You're fantastic. You guys, I need you to hop on Instagram at the Danny Faust at Terrific Words and tell us your favorite quote. She gave so many quotables. I don't even know which ones I'm going to pull to promote this episode. There's too many. I'm sorry. I got a lot to say. There's even more. You know what? I can never tell you, apologize. I forgot. I got my ebook with quotes. That's <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get your newsletter, everything. And guys, don't worry. You don't have to write it down. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Yes. So I have an ebook. It's called Actionable Quotes. Your favorite quotes don't work unless you do. Mm. And the whole premise of it, it's uh, just 10 quotes, 10 related affirmations and actionable steps that you can take to actually apply them to your life. Because I know with, you know, and I can't, I, I was guilty at this at one point too. You sit there on Pinterest that you can here saving all the motivational quotes. And what do you do after that? You just save more motivational quotes and share them on Facebook and then you do nothing with it. Look, these quotes don't work if you don't do anything with it. You got to do the work. It's not supposed to be the fire. It's supposed to light the fire (laughs) under your ass so you can do something. So that's what the ebook is about. It's short, sweet, 10 quotes tells you, look, you like this quote, do this. Look at your life and do this. And you can find that on my website, terrificwords.com. And I also have my newsletter, which I send out monthly. It has uplifting tips and each one has 30 affirmations that you could use throughout the month. And it has a different theme. One month was the affirmations for asking for help. 
One month was affirmations for, you know, self-love, et cetera. And you can find that on my website too. Fantastic. And on Twitter, you're terrific words. On Instagram, you're terrific words. On Facebook, you're terrific words. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it. So okay, it's terrific. forget Facebook. Y'all. It's, it's terrific words on Facebook, but I can't tell you the last time I posted on, <laughs> on that one. Okay. Well, thank you so very much for being here and shining your beautiful, your, I'm sorry, your terrific light on all of us. I know everyone was taking notes or just nodding furiously along as they're driving, um, as you're telling all these, these great gems. I love your positivity and just your viewpoint on all of this. This was awesome. Thank, Thank you. you I I love this. And I just love talking to you. Like, I mean, like we said before, we have never met. I feel like I'm talking to a sister, like from <laughs> way back in the day, even though apparently you're an older millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I feel ancient, girl. <laughs> look, you don't look it, though. You don't look it. You look. Oh, I like that. Great. Keep going with that. Yes, uh-huh. yes. yes. Well, you know, you just, you. you just glow. You just, you just, you radiate sunshine. I like, you know? just like you. Yes, clearly you you take care of yourself. Your your family takes care of you. So clearly it's- I like this. You know what? We're going to go offline and just keep pouring the compliments on me. I need them today. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Hop on Instagram and tell us your favorite quote from this episode at the Danny Faust, at Terrific Words. And I will see you guys in a week. Love you. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening again. And if there's something that you want to hear on the podcast, please, I am all ears. You can DM me at the Danny Faust on Instagram, or you can just go to bit.ly slash askcoachdanny. I am happy to answer your question on an upcoming podcast episode. I'll talk to you real soon. And if you want to catch me on Facebook, I am in the Lifestyle Redesign Lounge, my free group, and you can come hang out with me there. See you next week.